Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Demmel. The biggest reason, this we're talking about the measure of God this week, or God's measure. The biggest reason we take our tape measure is, or take out our tape measure, is the moment that God begins to call us to do something. Amen? That's when we take out our tape measure. I'm going to give you an understanding here. The Bible says that God spoke to Moses. Mo, he said, go down to Egypt. And he said, I'm going to start the biggest prison break that history's ever seen. And you're going to pull my people out of Egypt. Do you remember the story? And the Bible tells us that, that Moses, he, he stopped because he thought he wasn't good enough. And God said, listen, do you know why that no one had tried to take the people, the, the slaves out of, out of Egypt? Because it was the biggest military might of the day. You, you understand that? Now, now listen, I can preach good if you'll listen, but I'll preach a lot better if you respond. Okay? Watch this. Watch how it works. Amen. Amen. There you go. What about you over here? Amen. Amen. Now, this place is packed, and I know that you got your family next to you, and you don't want to act like a nut. You don't want to raise your hand, but that's what we need in God's house, right? I promise you, you'll be loosed if you raise your hand. Now, what we find is Moses is sunburnt. He's, he's on the backside of the desert with the sheep, and he, he's got a, a sheep turd in his flip-flops. And God calls him and begins to speak to him and says, listen here, you're going to go and you're going to free my people. And Moses is thinking, nobody has tried because Egypt is the biggest, largest military force of the day. But God said, if you'll go, I'll be with you. Are you hearing me? And the Bible says that as soon as Moses did that, that or as soon as God did that, that Moses began to measure. The Bible said the first thing he did was he said, he measured his mouth. And he said, I don't speak plain, I stutter. And then the Bible says that, that God said, are you joking? And so then the Bible says that Moses said, well, there's better men than me. I don't measure up. Are you hearing me? And because I don't measure up, I can't go. And be, because that I'm not the man, I can't go. Lord, I tried before. How many people have said that? I've tried before and they told me no. And I've tried before and I couldn't do it. And I've tried before and it didn't work. But I'm telling you right now, if you have the understanding that God... you got to put down your tape measure. And you got to allow God to move. That baby came in a manger. I know it's not officially Christmas, but he came in a manger to show men that their measuring tape would not work. Hallelujah to his name. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'll praise him whether you do or not. Because God is here and he said, stop measuring. Stop measuring people. Stop measuring plans. Stop measuring things and get a hold of him. Lord, help me. Are you with me? Amen. Second thing he said was, who am I? When he pulled out his measuring tape. And God said, I don't care who you think you are. I'll take you, Moses, because everybody else is measuring. And he goes in. Now, now follow me here. He, he goes in, the Bible says, and, and he begins to talk to Pharaoh in Egypt. And he says, hey, 
I just spent some time with a burning bush and I want you to let God's people go. And Pharaoh says, who do you think you are? See, when God calls you, there's going to be some people that say, who do you think you are? And the Bible says that God said, don't worry, Mo. It's okay because when I send the plagues and I send the the issues and I send problems to Pharaoh, I promise you, he'll let my people go. All I need you to be is a voice. All I need you to do is tell it. All I need you to do is declare it. See, you're not going to get anybody saved. But what I need you to understand is you got to call on the name of Jesus. And you'll never call on the name of Jesus if you're measuring stuff. Because when you measure, you'll never add up don't you understand Lord help me who am I I'm slow of speech I I stutter I got all of these problems and issues then he says now watch this this is what the tape measure will cause you to do he said God those people will not accept me they will not believe me they will not listen to what I have to say That's how stupid we act when we got our tape measure. Our tape measure causes us to do dumb things. Well, Pastor, why? He had never even seen those people. He had never asked them if they would let God move in their life. He had never spoke to them, but he thought because he wasn't good enough, God wasn't good enough. And you know what that's from? It's from measuring all the time. I can't do anything. You can't. You're right. But God can and God will. You'll quit measuring. Can I tell you, there's a lot of people that are worried about what their family thinks. Well, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty today. You either come back and you'll be saved or you're going to go far from here and talk about us. Do you know how many of you will reach... The powerful, supernatural presence of God. If you let your family, if if you quit letting your family talk to you. If you quit thinking, well, my sister don't believe that way, so I can't talk to her about it. My brother don't feel that way. I can't talk to her about it. Well, Aunt Garnet, she she just don't like it when you get a little excited, so we can't talk about Aunt Garnet. Who is Aunt Garnet? God didn't ask you to talk to Aunt Garnet. He said, declare who I am. But we've got a rule of measure around here, you know. And we stifle the capability of God because of our measure. And see, we think because we're bound by time and place that God is bound by time and place. My God's not bound by time. He's not bound by space. He's not bound by your effort or my effort. See, we've put God in a box, but here's what I need you to understand. Whether you put him in a box or not, there's going to come a time when he's going to work anyway because he doesn't need Listen, he doesn't need your ability. He doesn't need my ability, but we have to have his ability. We need his ability. He's infinite. We think that this God that we deal with, we can measure. But you can't measure an infinite God. You hear me? A lot of times we can't see the eternal capacity of God because we've already measured ourselves and we don't add up. I got to move forward. I got to hurry.
In Mark chapter 9, the Bible says, now I've got to stop right here and tell you this before I get into this. I told you that God is never going to, he's never going to come after you if you step out. He's never going to condemn you if you step into the, something that's not, uh, that's not natural to you. See, the Holy Spirit is unnatural to the human being. The supernatural will always be unnatural to you. Uh, you're not getting it. Let me go over to this side. I got anybody over here that's getting it? The supernatural is always going to feel unnatural to you. Well, what does that mean? It's hard to get the, f- the flesh to pray. It- it's hard to get in a position of consecration. It's hard to get in a position of praise. It's hard to get in a position of worship. It's hard to get in a mindset to worship. But I promise you this, when you push yourself away from the natural and step into the supernatural, it may not be easy, but that's when God shows up that's when you've thrown the measuring tape away and that's when God says yes I'm here now God's never going to be upset with someone who tries he's never going to be messed up over someone who flubbed up when they tried to get into the supernatural Mark chapter 9 the Bible says that the disciples try to cast out this demon You know the story? You know what the biggest part of the story is? The people that thought they couldn't do it. That's what they talk about. Well, well, what are they doing? Hmm. Well, if the disciples couldn't do it, Jesus couldn't do it. See, here's the funny part, though. Jesus comes up and says, what's going on, fellas? And they say, hey, we've prayed for this demon and it won't come out. And he says, oh, I can do that. Because they allowed him in their circle. See, we want God to move, but we refuse to allow him in our circle. We refuse to allow him in our praise. We refuse to allow him in our prayer. Are you following me? Boy, I like this setup. I got all kinds of room to frolic. Matthew 14, they're in a storm. And the guys are sitting there. And they look out and they say, I see something. And Peter says, yeah, yeah, I see it out there. And, and they, they begin to look out into the, the darkness and the, the deep. And, and they, they begin to be afraid. And the Bible says that they begin to measure. What is that? Well, I ain't talking to it. Peter kept on looking. Because in the spirit, see, if you've, if you've been in the spiritual world, you'll begin to understand things. And Peter said, well, I'm going to call out to it. Don't do it, Pete. I'm going to call out to it. And he said, hey, Jesus, is that you? And Jesus said, yes, it's me. And he said, I want to step into the supernatural. And Jesus says, well, get your carcass out here, but leave the tape. And the Bible says that Peter laid the tape down and he stepped out. And he began to get, get excited. Well, that's what I would do. If I was walking on some water, I'd begin to think, what's going on? Wouldn't you? And he stepped out, and the Bible says that he began to measure the storm, but there's one problem. He forgot his tape in the boat. And so he had to rely on the only thing that could save him when he couldn't measure up. And he called on the name of Jesus. He said, Jesus, 
help me. And the Bible says what he could not do on his own, he could do with Jesus Christ. Jesus grabbed hold of him and they walked back to the boat together. Listen, when you get into the supernatural, you're going to feel funny. You're not going to feel normal. Why? Because it's not the normal dimension that you're standing in. But God will pick you up when you failed and what you couldn't do on your own. He'll walk back to the boat with you. Aren't you glad that you got a God that'll pick you up in the midst of the storm? God didn't condemn him. God didn't say, oh, Peter, you're dumb. God didn't say what the world would say. As a matter of fact, Jesus grabbed hold of him and said, look where you're at, Peter. All the rest of them are in the boat, but you're standing on the water. God wants to speak. Get rid of your tape measure. Hmm. I told you, you got to understand this concept before we leave here last week. You still didn't get it. So I've got 75 pages of notes. Hoping you will. Then the Bible says, listen. They get back in the boat and he says to Peter, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And the Bible says he fills the boat with all kinds of fish. Did you hear it? Your structure can't do it. The church structure can't do it. Are you following me? It's hot in here. I'm like a fat Christmas turkey. Your programs can't do it. The church programs can't do it. Your procedures are not going to work. Our procedures are not good enough. Are you following me? That's why, that's why we have to have the Lord. Oh, yeah. About six of you. But if you get rid of the tape measure, God will give you a great miracle. The Bible says that they got a catch, a great catch. Now watch. So many fish that they could not measure. <laughs> Peter forgot his tape, and the next thing you know, he's getting things that he can't measure. Oh, no, you don't get it. As soon as God shows up, the miraculous is going to happen. When you forget your tape measure, God's going to move. When you start saying, well, I can't do that, and he can't do that, and she can't do that, and I don't like the way that church acts, and I don't like the way those people act. As soon as you just stop, throw your tape measure away, and begin to worry about what God has to say, God will begin to move. Hmm. He's talking to some of you right now. But you know what we do? It's this coward baloney. Well, I'm afraid. Well, I just pray to, I pray to myself, Pastor. You know what, Pastor? I, I don't praise because I'm intellectual. Yeah, I'm sick of you all. No, I'm dead serious. I'm sick of you. Let me tell you about books and all this stuff. You write books and all that stuff because you don't want to step into the supernatural. Oh, seven ways to get to heaven. I'm going to tell you there's only one way. His name is Jesus Christ. And listen, when you stop worrying about your tape measure and get a hold of Jesus Christ, oh, I'm going to tell you God's going to move. You want God to move in your life? You get a hold of the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Some of y'all are going to need a pill this morning. 
Now, let me ask you a simple question, really. I'm trying to stay calm. This is such a good message. I'm not doing very well. I wish I could teach it to you. Listen. Everybody in this room can understand this. You get your kid, a little kid, a coloring book and crayons. We limit God because we feel like God has to work inside the box. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to stop right here. We've got to get this mic fixed because I won't move my hands around and I can't because I'm holding this. Anyway, not now. Don't do it now. We'll do it tonight. Are you saying turn on? You praise his holy name. Check. Check. Good try, though. A for effort. God would pick you up out of the water. Yeah, I turned it back on. Thank you. Now, listen. You get your kid a coloring book and crayons. Now, everybody can understand this. You get your kid a coloring book and crayons, and they go away to color, and they come back, and they are not within five inches of the line. You know what I'm saying? And you grab that coloring book up, they got all the, the, they don't color. See, kids don't color with like red and blue and green. They color with all the crazy stuff. They got chartreuse and, and they got oranges and browns and they're not even within the line. And you grab that coloring page and you say, oh, baby, look at, I'm telling you, Picasso's running out of your shadow. Look how beautiful. Oh, and then you get your wife involved because you don't want to be the only liar. And you say, look, honey. And you give her the cue, you know. And she says, oh, wow, baby, look at that. Look how beautiful that is. We're going to hang that on the fridgey. And we run over and we put it on the refrigerator. And that baby's just standing there and it's so excited. Listen, it wasn't because they colored in the lines. You're not talking to them and praising them because if they did it perfect, you're praising them for their effort. What I need you to understand is God moves when you produce some effort. And if you sit there like a bump on the wall, or you sat there in your house afraid to come to the house of God God can't move because you have produced no effort I know you don't like that God's not asking for perfection he's asking for effort <coughs> all this performance based ministry all this performance based stuff Listen, you know what the problem with performance is? I'm all about getting it right. You ask my boys. I tell my boys, no, I don't want that. I, I, tell, I tell my boys, you got to be twice as good to get half of everything that everybody else has. And I believe it wholeheartedly. And I strive and I push them. And I try to direct them. Because I want them to understand nothing comes for free in life. As a matter of fact, some of the stuff you should get can be taken from you by other people. But performance-based things cause trouble because we live in a performance society. Listen, your leadership can't perform. Well, what do you mean, pastor? Your pastor, I can't perform. And if you're from some other church, your pastor can't perform either. 
It's a, because there comes a time in the performance understanding where you get to be the best that you can be. And then what's going to happen is when they perform to their socks fall down, it's not going to be good enough at some point. And listen, God didn't come for a performance-based ministry. If you're in the ministry for a performance, get out now. Quit wasting your time because God came for your effort. God came so that you would praise Him. God came... Not so you would measure, but so you would call on the name of Jesus. Listen, we've got to worship. We've got to praise. We've got to reach a dimension of heaven that the world doesn't know. Lord, help me. Performance is not bad, but we've got to start measuring it. Quit measuring it in the house of God. I don't mean... Never mind, I'm not going there this morning. This is an uplifting message. You ever get your kids a set of rollerblades? You know, when I was, my mom ain't here, I can talk about her today. <laughs> See, I ain't afraid of you all. I grew up in Lynn Dimmel's house. <laughs> but I am afraid of her, and she sits right there most of the time. She's at a baby's Christmas play today. My mom bought me some rollerblades. You know, we we're poor. She bought them from the thrift shop. And for three or four years, you know, I was fat. I'd walk around on them things like this. And she'd sit in a chair. I was about four or five years old. She said, oh, baby. Oh, <laughs> Scott Hamill. Olympic potential. And I, I about broke my ankles. And I'd smile because I thought I was doing something good. I didn't know those things rolled. God will praise your effort. Listen, God gave you an innate ability to praise your kid's effort. It's not because they're perfect. It's not because they get it right every time. It's because they chose to give some effort. Lord, help me. But we're measuring. All the time we're measuring. And here's what I want you to understand. You guys laugh, but my mom was complimenting my effort. You church junkies, all you want to do is talk about the pastor's performance, the leadership's performance. But some of us are trying to roll into the supernatural. You hear me? Some of us are trying to skate past the normal into the supernatural. And what I feel the Holy Spirit saying is roll on. Roll on. You praise. You worship. You magnify. You lift me up. You call on my name. See, listen, we have forgot to call on the name of Jesus in the new church age. And I promise you that is the problem with the church. But if the church will get back to a demonstration mentality where we say we're going to call on the name of Jesus and if the lady with cancer dies we're going to continue to pray if the lady oh my goodness if the lady that has the issue of diabetes gets in trouble we're still going to call on the name of Jesus why? because God's a sovereign God and I don't know what's in his mind and you don't either but you continue to pray you continue to worship you continue to praise Lord help me just give it a try. Let's just take five seconds. Hallelujah! Lord, we thank you. We lift you up. We magnify your holy name. Jesus Christ.
children. Hallelujah. You know, the church used to praise. Lord, help me. The Bible says the greatest miracle worker to ever live, Jesus, went into Nazareth. He was loaded to just do miracles all over the place. That was his city, his people. He couldn't wait to get there. He steps inside the door and they say, Ho, we know you. You're that carpenter's son. You wear them funny flip-flops. You mess with wood tools and stuff. And they wrote him off. The Bible says it. And the Bible says, listen, I want to read it to you. They wrapped him in their tape measure. They stopped what he could do. And the Bible says he could only help a few. Let me just read it. Mark chapter 6, verse 40. You got it back there? But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, and in his own house. Verse 6 or verse 5. And he could there do not mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them. Now the story goes on in Mark chapter 6. And the, the Bible says that Jesus says, okay. He goes down the road just a few miles to Capernaum. And you know what the Bible says about that? He healed them all. Do you know why? He had to strip off the tape measure that the people that he knew had stopped him. See, the people that you know want to stop you. They want to keep you from being what God called you to be. Listen, your parents can do it. Your aunts and uncles can do it. Your best friend can do it. But God called you to be different. Lord, help me. And he did miracles everywhere he went. If Moses needed supernatural power and equipment to bust the Jews out, if Jesus never did a miracle until he was anointed in the Jordan, if the disciples, listen to me, were never sent out after Calvary until they were infused with the anointing of the power of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, let me just tell you, the Holy Ghost will make you the most. They never left until they were infused with the Holy Ghost. Well, Pastor, I don't believe that. Let's have a talk later, much later. If they had to wait on all that, what makes you think that you beating people over the head with your doctrine is going to get them to the house of God? Well, what are you saying, Pastor? They had to wait on the Spirit. And why? Because the Spirit stops your measuring mentality. The Spirit will stop your ability to say, well, that's not right. That doesn't add up. I don't see it that way. Why? Because the Spirit will take you out of the physical and push you into the supernatural. But you will never get there as long as you're measuring. No. Man, everything's going wrong this morning. Terry's telling me to try again. I must not be doing very well. But I'm still here. That's right. <laughs> we need the Holy Ghost to move. Well, Pastor, I got the Holy Ghost. I, I speak in tongues. I got the baptism. I got the power of God. And I'm going to preach to all the nations. You know what people outside this room are saying? 
Maybe a couple in here. Big deal. Because they don't know him. The Bible says that the sinner's heart is covered. It's back to old Moses. God began to work. He goes in and he talks to Pharaoh. God began to move. He began to show up and the Bible says, because Moses did not measure, that's my version, that God brought all the people out. He didn't leave a few Jews. He didn't leave five or six. He brought them all out. Why? Because Moses stopped measuring. The Bible says that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Why? Because he left his tape in the boat. Are you following me? Listen, what I need you to get before you leave here is, as long as you measure, God can't work. As long as you've got a plan, God can't work. It's when you throw it all away. Can you, when you leave here today, can you throw it all away and just rely on God? We've got to be demonstrators for Jesus. We've got to show the world that He's alive. We've got to show the world that He's working in us and through us. I really want to give this to you better. And I'm worried, but... That you're not getting it. If all I have to do is preach, that's easy. You know why? Because God called me to do that. That's, that's my most comfortable place. I, I get around people. I love everybody. But I get around people sometimes and they say something and I get awkward and I don't know what to say. You ever been there? I know none of you are like that. But here's the thing, when, when, when you get under the anointing, you just say whatever God says to say. And that's why it's the most comfortable place, because I don't have to worry about it. If you get mad at me later, well then call me, text me, do whatever you need to do. And there's times when I leave the platform and I think, dear Heavenly Father, I'm going to get me some calls. But if that's all I got to do, then I'm not ministering to God's people. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.